Okay, hi everyone, how are we doing this week? Welcome back to my podcast. I have a really interesting topic for everyone today. Um, not that everything isn't interesting, but today I'm going to be talking about genetics and the impact that they have on our health, um, more so than what you might think, and also less so than what you might think, um, which might be interesting. I feel like this topic is never talked about in the way that I'm going to talk about it. And it's definitely one that we just don't know about. And it's crazy to me that we don't know about this kind of thing. But yeah, I'm going to go into it. So this is going to be about the truth about genetics. Um, And what I mean by that, so today in our society, we're kind of taught that genetics is is a huge reason why we get disease today. Um, And, you know, if you have a genetic predisposition in your family, then you're very likely to get that the same disease or you're more likely and this right and it's also wrong um and it's interesting i also think it's great because the power we have got back through this i I don't like the idea that you know if if you have like say um heart disease in your family you're going to get heart disease you know i don't like that idea because it's just simply not true but there's definitely technicalities around it but so basically to start off with what is genetics, genetics is, you know, that we have a genome, which is a huge part of who we are, of, of what we are, and it controls just about everything, to be honest. Genetics is a, is a huge subject area. We don't actually know the, what the majority of the genome does. It's, it's fascinating. We have absolutely no idea. The, the majority of things we actually have no idea that do in our body. We're just kind of guessing which is fascinating how much we think we know about something we know nothing about. So you've kind of got to always remember that with genetics is that, you know, nothing's really proven and that it's such a huge part of the human body that we don't really know much about. Um, and that, it just shows the complexity of the body. And I think that is just absolutely fascinating. But besides the point, so they control, you know, the way you look, the way we feel, feel um what type of disease we may or may not get and loads of things absolutely loads of things obviously of course you hear that we get genetic from our parents we do genetics are passed down either you know you can get like a 50 50 split which is never really normally what happens it can be 75 25 from your specific parents or you know you might have majority of your genes from your grandparents or from the people before that you know so the line of family your family tree all impact your genetics it's not just your excuse me your mum and your dad so this is sometimes why you might see people they're like look nothing like their mum and dad or they're totally different genetically from their mum and dad but a lot of the time you do get genetics from your mum and dad but it's genuinely so you know no one can really predict it it's just the way the body works but you might even end up having a lot of your genetics from your ancestors it just really depends on um you and the way the body ends up working but you know you're probably lucky if you have genetics from your ancestors because they they're healthier than than we ever when we have been than we ever will be our ancestors um were way healthier than us even though we live longer we we live longer It's, it's it's an interesting concept that we live longer but we suffer longer um, and we don't really live that much longer if you think about it. Um, you know, our ancestors lived 
fulfilled lives with good health. They didn't get chronic disease, they didn't die from cancer and things like that. So, you know, if you're one of those people that have <laughs> genetics from your um, ancestors, you're probably got some good genetics. Um, but yeah, there's this, there's this thing we call genetic wealth, which is you have good genetics, you know, so good genetics, well, good genetics in, in quotation marks is, is, an, is an interesting concept, but good genetics is t- typically seen as healthy, strong, you know, good fun- fundamentals, good foundations in your body, and also beautiful, which is another thing. The, the beautiful the beautiful concept is that beauty survives in symmetry. And this is quite interesting as well. I'm sure everyone's heard that, that um, like a symmetrical face is, is the most beautiful one. And obviously that's not always the case, but symmetry is relatively seen as beautiful. As if you look in nature, um, you will see symmetry in nature. And that's why we find nature so beautiful, is because of symmetry. Humans like symmetry. Um, humans enjoy it because it shows that we are genetically wealthy. So, and that's another thing. And, and really interesting like way of like thinking about this is that babies um the way they perceive things are all through symmetry so if you ever find like a baby staring at you like the babies stare at things that they find symmetrical which means beautiful and babies tend to do that or young children stare because they think your face is um symmetrical so that's that's just a fun fact that's quite interesting um but yeah, so genetic wealth is, is kind of those things. So beauty, um, strong, healthy, um, not no disease, no kind of like bodily issues. That's that kind of thing. It all stems from good genetics. And if you have bad genetics, you know that can cause you know, you might have an, you know be unsymmetrical severely, or you know just a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> you can have like predisposed to disorders and. Um, all these types of things but bad genetics just exist it's not just because okay let me explain it like this so we're kind of told I don't know everyone will probably know what I'm talking about but we're told in like biology and things like that that um, mutations are caused from random changes um, in a gene which recent research has actually shown that that might not be true um, and that's, like I've said before in this podcast, things that cause disease in your body is a bad diet, lack of movement, um, pollution, like um, x-ray, gamma rays, like chemicals, all these types of things cause these mutations in your body that might end up resulting in heart disease or cancer. So these mutations have um, impacts on your genes, which result in your health. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's the way that that kind of works and it doesn't necessarily show that that's random and that's the whole thing about genetics being a lottery. You know, if you get a disease like, oh, I'm just unlucky, that's not really what happens and sometimes that is what happens. You know, sometimes people are healthy and they they still get a mutation but that's up for debate as well on whether or not and that was through stress or like in other lifestyle factors or through, through um, you know, a passing on of bad genes from the parents and from the grandparents and, and stuff like that. So research is actually showing now that genetic mutation isn't random. And I think that's a, I think that's a fantastic thing, you know. Like, 
I don't want to live healthy my whole life and then accidentally have a mutation that causes cancer. Like, I, you know, I don't want that. It's great that we we can actually have a majority of control over that. Um, so it's probably, if you look at it this way, quite a simple way to, to understand is it's like 20 to 30% of disease, like not overall disease. So if your risk of getting disease is about 20 to 30% genetic and 70 to 80% lifestyle. So that just shows how much control over your body and your health you do have. So even if you are in a family that has like a, a long line of specific a specific disease, that doesn't mean you're going to get it, especially if you're trying very hard to avoid the disease by being healthy, which I just think that's a, a fantastic thing to know because I know a lot of people worry about those types of things and um, a lot of people are concerned that they might get the diseases that they're parents have died from or that their grandparents have died from things like that so just don't worry about it and just live for your health that's a much better way of going around it but there's loads of genes that are so so interesting and and basically another crazy thing about our genes is that what we eat now what we do now impacts our genes tomorrow and impacts our genes in 10 years and it impacts our children's genes and their children's genes which is a slightly scary it's not comforting at all that fact and simply because you know what we eat now impacts later so we're essentially teaching our bodies that they don't need to function properly so this is quite a complex type of thing but our everything we eat and consume and do is essentially a lesson for our body and our genes so our body doesn't understand its physical surroundings like i've said before in these podcasts the inner body doesn't doesn't physically understand what's right in front of you the modern day of you know abundance in food and things like that so everything we eat teach our body how to react teach our body how to develop so it can be a more more efficient in today's day and today's day so what we're teaching right our bodies right now is that we don't live in a nutrient rich environment it's hard to get nutrients or simply we might not need them we're teaching our bodies some crazy lessons that it's not benefiting from and by the way, if you're wondering, I read this book called Deep Nutrition by Catherine Shanahan, which is honestly a fascinating book. I would recommend that everyone reads it. But I'm just going to kind of say a few things that are in this book simply because it's just like the perfect way to describe it and it's so fascinating. So one of the things that, that she talks about in this book is that if your grand smoked or something like that, just or your granddad or whatever, if you have smoking in your family... Um, the child is 1.8 more, 1.8 times more likely to develop asthma, even if that child's mother never touched a cigarette. So that should be quite a staggering statistic. Um, so you know, even if their mum, so if you had a child, even if your um, behaviour was good and was healthy, if your mum didn't have good behaviour, you know, it might be futile which is a, it's a crazy thing to show how those genetics impact generations and generations after us. So basically, if you look at it with this logic, so you, you might be able to see it like this. So by smoking during pregnancy, you're telling the embryo that the air is full of toxins and that breathing is sometimes dangerous. 
So that is what you're telling because the body doesn't physically understand that we would be doing something to our bodies that wasn't beneficial. Like our bodies will will not evolve to that understanding because it's physiologically and biologically against the na- the human nature. So we don't understand that smoking is bad for us. Our, our bodies don't understand that because it was it's like why would you why would you do that to me? You know, so it's such a it's such a violation of the body and your body can't understand that. So the um, hold on. The developing lungs would do well to be able to react quickly to any inhaled irritants. So asthmatic lungs are overreactive. They cough and spit at the slightest whiff of foreign arse rolls, which is just um, the chemicals in uh, smoking, smoking cigarettes. Um, so the this is the thing that the genome has been abused into the wrong functioning that is against our health, but actually, if you look at it, you know, we're functioning incredibly, you know, like, if this was real, if the fumes in the air were constantly dangerous for us, you know, that would be a helpful thing, asthma would be helpful for for our health, but the thing is, is that we don't have that, it's not constant cigarette smoke in the air, and we don't need overreactive lungs, they're actually dangerous for our health, which... So if you understand what I'm trying to say about the lesson that we're teaching our body is to adapt to situations that we're making for ourselves. So say if you're eating a really bad diet without any nutrients, you're teaching the body that either we're not getting nutrients from our environment, so we have to be more protective inside and change the way we are inside in order to adapt to that understanding that that we're given our bodies so everything you eat consume do drink smoke anything like that you're teaching your body a different way to survive which is not beneficial for your health so another thing is yeah so basically if you um the effect of a pregnant woman diet can ripple at the at the very least into the next two generations so what you do today can impact your children and your children's children you know so being healthy isn't even a personal responsibility anymore it is if you want to have healthy children if you want your children's children to be healthy and not die from you know unnecessary unnecessary (laughs) unnecessarily um negative chronic disease you need to decide whether or not you feel that it's worth it to eat a bad diet to smoke to take drugs to drink alcohol things like that and it is a scary scary statistic and it says a lot about our future generations and how negatively they are going to be impacted um but also it's it's empowering because you know if we look after our health if your mum looked after her health if her grand looked after her health if you look after her health if your children children's children looked after their health that would have a really good genetic ripple effect on all the generations so you know there is so much hope for it if we just make it a very important thing, and it as it deserves to be. Sorry, I get very excited about this. But another thing that is so interesting to me, and I think that you will find it interesting as well. So, in Texas, they did a experiment on pigs to see kind of how the genes work. And it's fascinating that the genes work this effectively. But I'll, I'll read this a little bit to you. So... The researchers were able to deprive pigs of vitamin A before conception. So they deprived the pigs of vitamin A while the pig was pregnant. Um, 
while the pig was pregnant and before the pig was pregnant. Okay. And then, um, so they did it in such a way that mothers would um, reliably produce a litter without any eyeballs. So these pigs that didn't have any vitamin A produced um, offspring that didn't have any eyeballs, that had a genetic mutation to change that gene that created eyeballs. And the reason they did this, so when the mothers were fed vitamin A again, the next time they were pregnant, they developed normal eyeballs. So this suggested that the eyeball growth was not switched off due to a permanent mutation. So the genes for creating eyeballs was not permanently turned off. It was just, um, what's the other word? What's the opposite of permanent? Um, temporarily. <laughs> they were just temporarily um, turned off. So an, an epigenetic mo- modification. Um, so the vitamin A is derived from retinoids. Retinoids. I can't read either which come from plants and plants depend on sunlight in order um, to function, in order to, to be alive. So in responding to the absence of vitamin A, by turning off the genes to grow eyes, it is as if DNA interpreted the lack of vitamin A as a lack of sunlight so or a lightless environment in which eyes would be of no use. Isn't that just like crazy that looks like mind blown <laughs> so like the pigs the, the pigs dna understood you know i'm not going to create eyeballs for this pig offspring when they don't need it because clearly there is no light in our um, environment because i'm not getting vitamin a from the sunlight so that is incredibly intelligent how intelligent is that to be able to understand you know and we see that as negative because it is because we do live in a light world where we do need eyeballs but the body actually made that temporary epigenetic mutation in order to make the pig better functioning for its environment like that is insane to me that is so crazy that our bodies are physically able to to react like that to what we simply give it and what we put into our bodies so you know what's to say that wouldn't happen in a pregnant woman deprived of vitamin a would the child even grow properly probably not probably wouldn't develop eyeballs you can make that an assumption obviously that's not proven it probably wouldn't be as drastic as that but the the child would probably have impaired vision of some sort if you didn't if you don't know already vitamin a is um, highly responsible for light and specifically light in the dark so being able to see properly in darkness so that myth that myth about um eating carrots to see in the dark is true (laughs) came from so eat your carrots because that will make you see in the dark is genuinely based off of real of real reasoning um but that like that is insane so our bodies if you think about what we're doing now what like if you look at what you eat what is that telling your body what is your diet your consumption of anything telling your body to do in order to adapt better to the environment what environment are you picture are you creating for your body to understand and for your genes to change towards and every single thing that you eat and consume has an impact on your genes our genes are constantly ready to understand more and to um take more education from what we're given it our bodies are constantly constantly trying to be better at surviving 
That is the main function of the body is consistently trying to keep you alive and to do it in the most effective, (laughs) effective way as possible. Okay, so look at what you do, look at what you're doing right now in your life and and understand what type of messages you are sending to your body. And, you know, this isn't just going to have an impact on you in a few years' time. You know, you could possibly develop a chronic disease of some sort or some sort of issue in your body. Um, Maybe not, you know, it's genetic lottery as it is, but, you know, as as the research has shown, these types of things result in this um, change in your genes and the change in your genes might be that mutation that causes a cascade of events in your body that causes a chronic disease. So ask yourself what type of environment you're making for your body, what are you teaching your body to do? If you, you know, take it from, take from this information as you will, um, you know, and then what are you, what genes are you going to be passing on to your future children? What are your, what type of picture are you painting genetically for your future children? Are they trying to adapt to a nutrient, a lesser nutrient environment? You don't want that because we have an abundance of nutrients. We have an abundance of food today. So we don't want a child or we don't want future generations to adapt to lesser nutrients and then have not as good bodily functions or or not as be formed as well because we need all these form we need the functions our, our environment isn't changing we need everything that we've evolved to have in our body you know so don't teach your body that we don't need these things because we do you know and our environment doesn't change that much like if you think about like if you're in history and biology and stuff like that and you know how like how long it takes for animals and for the environment around us to evolve to such a drastic degree you know our bodies can respond quicker to that than than the environment can but our environment isn't changed you know we have light we have an abundance of nutrients our bodies function perfectly for the way we need to survive today if if anything they overfunction for the way we treat the bodies and we don't want that we don't want to become less effective human beings in generations to come and that will happen if we don't do something to change this so I really want you to just you know look into you what type of messages you think you're sending to your genes what are they doing what are they going to do in response to what you give it and and see where you can go from there because it's not even that your life depends on it two generations after you depends on it and that's that's scary and it's a scary fact it, it really is but I think we need to be shown the um what's the word the um the severity of the situation right now the severity of the fact of that we're literally destroying our health and it's not just impacting us it's, it's going to impact our future generations and there's going to be issues with that so if you think about how healthy our parents' parents' generation weren't compared to us, which was quite a drastic change, by the way, um, genetically, then try and think about what the hell we're going to look like in two, two generations, three generations' time. We're going to be so much less effective as human beings and we're going to have way more health issues than we do now. How can that be possible? How can we possibly have more health issues than we do now? You know, this really is a huge issue, a huge public health issue. And, you know... Awareness is power, knowledge is power. Oh, my emails, they're so annoying. Um, awareness is power, knowledge is power. You can do something about it. You can help. You can change this. And it's for the one million percent better. You will, you're 
have so much power and I think that's a fantastic place to be but of course small sustainable changes just the thing is of even listening to this type of knowledge and and you know bringing yourself up to speed with these huge issues is enough to be doing right now you know becoming aware of these things you'll just automatically make small changes if you care about it if you think it's interesting if you think that that's important you will start to make small changes in your life that will have huge changes like I say everything you eat today everything you consume today everything you do has a very very small impact on your genes that will build up over a lifetime and cause a huge change so imagine what you could do with good change with good small sustainable changes imagine what you could achieve imagine the body that you could create for yourself health-wise and your children and your children's children you know it it's insane to me how much power we have as humans despite our horrific environment our obesogenic environment our toxic environment you have the power and I want you to understand that even though these statistics are a bit scary and that these facts are scary they are trust me it's, it's worrying to think about what might happen in the future if we don't make a change now but we do need to make that change now and I think health today is just so it is seen people see it as important but not quite to the extent of that it is and how much we are going to ruin things if we don't make a difference now. Like it really is a public health issue and it's quite a drastic one at that. When you have the power to change, one person will make a huge difference. One cascade of genetic um, change, so from you and your children, your children's children, your children's children, that makes a huge change on a huge amount of people. You know, so you have the power and it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic thing. So... That that was a crazy spiel of things. I'm sorry, I get very passionate about this type of thing. But I really hope that, you know, you, you learned something crazy today. I hope you really it really resonated with you, it really resonates with me. I find it absolutely fascinating, this type of thing. If you want to read this book, it is very interesting. This, specifically the gene part of it, she has a very um, interesting point of view on um, the she calls it the four pillars of human diet which a lot of it is is definitely right there's some parts of it that i disagree with um but if you want to read the book it is quite a big book i will put it in the um like little description part i'll put it in like facebook and instagram as well but it is so interesting there's also a huge part in this book about how genes impact your beauty how genes impact the structure of your face and how you look and how much how you can change those things so if you wanted me to talk about that let me know in like like the Facebook comments, Instagram comments, or just DM me, whatever, I can tell you about it. But yeah, this book is interesting, I'll put it in there and you can read it if you want, but it is a big book, so you might as well just listen to the podcast. Um, but yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this today, I definitely did, <laughs> so um, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.